NASA is going to be building roads on the moon. There's a Christmas tree in England that has ornaments filled with bodily fluids. And a San Diego sword swallower was hospitalized for swallowing swords. These are the weird stories for Wednesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast. I'm Jonesy, the host. Thank you for spending a little time with me. Let's get into it. NASA is going to build roads on the moon. It's the sound of NASA. (laughs) All right. You know, it's supposed to be the sound of science, but I took a left-hand turn right there to just keep you on your toes, listeners. That's what I'm all about, keeping you on your toes. I'm very caffeinated, so buckle up for this one. As NASA continues its exploration under Artemis, I'm not sure what Artemis is. Do you guys know what Artemis is? must be the name of their moon expansion program it's a plan for nasa to build airbnbs on the moon is my guess you guys want to stay on the moon hey this is going to become a reality pretty soon we're going to vacation on the moon they're building roads nasa needs new technology they're saying to improve the infrastructure on the moon improve the infrastructure they need to establish the infrastructure first i mean are there already buildings on the moon let's keep reading In an effort to meet this need, NASA awarded a company called Icon. They're an advanced construction technology company best known for 3D printed homes. NASA is giving this company nearly $60 million in a contract to develop construction technologies to build some infrastructure on the moon, including landing pads, habitats, and roads. All will be built using these 3D printed construction technologies. The contract goes through 2028, so they're going to get busy. Uh, The contract is under phase three of NASA's Small Business Innovation Research Program. It is a continuation of a prior SBIR dual-use contract with the Air Force, which NASA partially funded. Uh, This is all boring funding information. Basically, they're going to do some R&D for space-based construction systems to support further space exploration. Uh, These are for further space exploration. I thought it was going to be so we could vacation on the moon. Shows how wrong I am. We have a quote here from one of these NASA nerds. Uh, In order to explore other worlds, we need innovative new technologies adapted to those environments and our exploration needs. Pushing this development forward with our commercial partners will create the capabilities we need for future missions. We can't wait to explore. We need local resources on the moon and Mars. We need building materials for these places. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited about it too, but how about you fix the roads on Earth before you start building roads on Mars, a place we can't even drive yet? (laughs) I mean, I can't tell you how quickly I have to replace my tires from driving around in L.A., all these damn potholes and horrible things on the roads. You would think in a very wealthy city like Los Angeles, we could get our road games in order. We cannot. We cannot. They're terrible out here. Here's some more from our nerd To change the space exploration paradigm from there and back again to there to stay, we're going to need robust, resilient, and broadly capable systems that can use the local resources of the moon and other planetary bodies. The final deliverable of this contract will be humanity's first construction on another world. And that is going to be a pretty special achievement. (laughs) It's a special achievement. I get aroused when I talk about this kind of stuff. Now, as NASA looks to have astronauts return to the moon and eventually travel to Mars, the agency is also looking at creating 
a sustainable presence in outer space and establishing a long-term presence on the moon. As a result, building infrastructure on the moon is a necessary component towards that goal. And for humanity! Well, this is a big letdown for me as I was hoping that some of this $60 million would go to building a podcast studio on the moon. Or just maybe a closet. Someplace where I could record weird AF news. I would have loved to have been the first podcast host in space. Christmas tree ornaments filled with bodily fluids. Baubles filled with bodily fluids, including urine, blood, and semen, are hanging from a very bizarre Christmas tree in the Grimsby Town Center. I had to look up where Grimsby is. It's a port city in England. Uh, the gross decorations also include a deconstructed Christmas dinner, and they are all on display in the window of an art gallery on Victoria Street. But while this Christmas exhibition may shock some people, the artists hope that it will encourage people to have, quote, a bit of a laugh. Dale Wells and Darren Neve, who run the Turntable Gallery, had already upended Christmas traditions by putting up decorations in July. Shocking. But their latest stunt, which began over this past weekend, is arguably their weirdest yet. Here's a quote from Dale. Well, you know, we've had a Christmas show prior to this in the summer, so it's our second Christmas window of the year, and we felt we had to push the boat out a bit. Those hollow plastic baubles that you see cropping up everywhere that people fill with glitter, and that kind of thing, well, you know, they scream for something to be done with them. Well, what we decided to do is think of something a bit grosser that we could fill them with. <laughs> There's a layer of blood in one, but then we thought... There's something that can be done with this, so we've come up with some recipes, almost. There's another one with urine, wine, glitter, food coloring, and then, well, the most shocking one of all, we filled one with semen. A lot of people have been asking me, they've said, Dale, whose semen is inside that Christmas ornament? And I said, well, whose do you think? Obviously, it's St. Nick, Father Christmas, yes. He dropped off a little sample last year, we held on to it for such a... Artistic expression, we thought it was fitting for Christmas. My favorite ornament is one that's filled with hemorrhoid cream and glitter. Yes. Uh, I suffer from hemorrhoids, especially around the holiday season. I thought that was fitting. The article goes on to say that now members of the public are even being encouraged to make their own bauble for the tree. Dale said they hope to build up a bit of a community around this gross Christmas tree with people being asked to bring in their own artistry, creative or simply downright gross baubles. I think it would be quite nice if anybody wanted to make their own baubles for us. We can hang them on the tree as well. The more the merrier. You know, there's no limits to what people can put in the baubles. You've seen what we've put in them, huh? Well, you know, expand. Think outside the box. Maybe put your, put your snots in one of them. I'm not opposed to that. We want to do a little bit something more with this place. A little more cheeky, you know? I think people do realize what's in the ornaments when they look. We've had a lot of people laughing, which is what we wanted from the first place. It's a bit dull and dismal at the moment, and with all the other things that people are having to worry about, it's nice to walk down the high street and have a bit of a giggle, you know? That's what I've always said. Now, as these ornaments are simply there for art and a laugh, they are not for sale. So if you would like some Christmas ornaments filled with bodily fluids, you'll have to fill them yourself, guys. Don't let that stop you, though. Christmas is a time for giving. It's a time for reflection. 
It's a time for being around friends and loved ones, and it's also a time for laughing. And this is hilarious. And if you happen to be in the Grimsby area, I suggest you get over there quickly to see these gross baubles and have a laugh yourself, because it's just a matter of time before some professional offendee, someone from the no-fun police gets involved, and then these hilarious Christmas ornaments will have to go away, guys. So enjoy them while you can. Yay! A legendary sword swallower had to be hospitalized for, can you guess what it was? Swallowing swords. Yeah. If you swallow enough swords, eventually you end up in the hospital, I assume. This guy's from San Diego. He's a famous sword swallower named Scott Nelson. He also goes by the stage name Murrigan the Mystic. He was hospitalized in Washington, D.C. following a sword-swallowing mishap at Six Flags, D.C. Nelson reported on his Facebook page that five swords scissored my abdominal cavity. It also appears that I pierced the lobe of my liver. As part of Nelson's lung was removed, the doctors did not think that sword swallower legend Nelson would recover from this health scare. Holy moly, I had no idea just how bad this was, he reported on his Facebook post. He also included photos showing numerous contusions on his body, wounds, and stitches. This is a true testament to his craft. Nelson frequently refers to himself as, quote, the most dangerous man in show business and an ace of swords. He's known for several acts, including being the only man in the world to swallow a rocket-powered sword. I wonder what a rocket-powered sword is. Doesn't sound like something that's going to be very um, amenable to your inner organs. Here's another quote from Mirigan the Mystic. You better believe I can do other things, too. I can stop my heart. I can lower my heart rate. I can lower my blood pressure. I usually deal with the pain of my act by doing meditation, prayer, relaxation techniques. Sometimes I won't even eat for a month. I was out of work for a time, but I seem to be able to find work wherever I go. If you'd like to donate, I have a GoFundMe. Click here. Yeah, I mean, if you guys want to help out Murigan the Mystic by donating to his GoFundMe, I'll put a link to that. Uh, I find it hard to believe that he doesn't have sufficient health insurance. I mean, if swallowing swords is your daily activity, you might want to get some good insurance. Although maybe the insurance companies won't cover such a dangerous man who in show business is known as the Ace of Swords. Maybe insurance companies don't want to cover a man who swallowed the only rocket-powered sword, and I can understand that as well. I just went to his Facebook page, Scott Nelson, where you can see these graphic photos. It's the right side of his torso. <laughs> he's all stitched up. He's got holes in the side of his body. What the heck, man? Um, this is a very dangerous profession. I thought recording a podcast in a closet was debilitating. Never mind swallowing blades for a living. Well, I gotta hand it to this guy. I mean, this is one of the most dangerous professions, but a very hardworking man as well, as you can see from the scars. <laughs> this guy's all in on sword swallowing. And it's kind of a rare skill. I think we need sword swallowers these days, so I think we should support Scott Nelson. Fire eaters, sword swallowers, you know. The kids don't want to do that. They just want to be influencers. You know, they're not really taking risks to entertain us these days. I like Scott Nelson, and uh, 
I hope he gets better. Scott, if you're listening, I hope you recover, buddy. And maybe like, uh, don't swallow five swords at once. Keep it to one. You know, you want to add the rocket. All right. But keep it to one. Well, I've got a lovely bunch of weird news. Yay. You made it to the outro. Pat yourself on the back like this. Do it. You deserve it. You have, you have what's called fortitude. You plowed right through to the end. This is the part where we give thanks and praise. Um, some people bought me coffee, so I want to give shout-outs to, uh, first of all, Morgan Bloodrain. Morgan Bloodrain wrote me a note as well. Here's a holiday coffee, man. Good luck with your life. P.S. Female here. It's just uh, Morgan's letting me know that Morgan Bloodrain is a female. That's helpful. Um, I wasn't sure the gender of Morgan Blood Rain. I was positive this is a vampire, though. Positive. Uh, also, Connie from Georgia bought me coffees as well. Multiple coffees, because she wants to keep me on my toes. And I applaud her for that. I'm grateful for Connie. She wrote, Hi, Jonesy. Wanted to thank you for the Christmas email. That's right. Those of you who are on my email list, I sent you a nice email. Holiday wishes from me to you. She wrote, love the pic of Jonesy the Kid. How cute. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, spoiler alert there, guys. It's, uh, there's a photo of, of some... It's not me, though, Connie. That is not me. It's a, that picture's like from the 70s. Like, you think... <laughs> like that's like a, it's a very old photo. Definitely not me. Uh, she wrote, here's a little something to either caffeinate you or get you drunk. Whichever you choose. I don't judge. Have a happy Wednesday. And I hope the rest of your week is splendiferous. Love you, man. Love you too, Connie. Thank you so much for supporting. She's an OG supporter of the show. Usually sends me a Christmas gift too. She's just very generous, and I appreciate Connie. Also, Michelle sent me a PayPal donation. How about that from Michelle? Feeling it, feeling it. She wrote, uh, thank you for the holiday email. Hope you have a fantastic new year. Thanks for all that you do. Thank you for all that you do, Michelle. It's called Listening and Supporting this podcast that's recorded in a closet. So I appreciate that very much. I also got a lovely review of the show on Amazon from James, who gave me five stars and wrote awesome show. James also wrote, I have recently just started listening to this podcast and I do have to say it's great. Jonesy is extremely entertaining and I wish the podcasts were longer than just 18 to 20 minutes. Have a happy holiday season and good luck with your life, man. Good luck with your life, man, James. It doesn't say James's last name or where he's living, but we want to wish a happy holiday to James and his family uh, right now on Weird AF News. And uh, thank you for requesting that the podcast is longer, James. I appreciate that. I, I like to keep it short and sweet. Um, I've had a lot of reviews where people wish it was shorter. I've had a lot of reviews where people wish it would just go away. <laughs> like, I wish this would go away. <laughs> Something that no one asked me to listen to. Um, but thank you, James. It's very flattering that you would like more of this. Um, I try not to ramble on and on is the thing. I try and get to the crux of the story and then um, you know, limit myself to maybe one rant per segment. So um, I think the podcast is at a sweet spot right now. You can get extra content, though, James, if, you, if you're interested. There's even bonus episodes in the Patreon. And those bonus episodes are an hour long, by the way. I haven't done one in a while, but you can listen to the older ones and they still hold up. All right. It's it's weird news. It's sort of it's sort of evergreen. You know what I mean? If you've heard one story of a guy whipping it out at Walmart, you've heard a thousand. Right. 
If you guys would like to leave a review that's helpful, do as James did and go to Amazon and leave a review. I'm sure all of you have Amazon accounts. You can find Weird AF News in a search there. If you'd like to support the show, buy me a coffee or make a PayPal donation, you can do all of that if you feel like it. I'd appreciate that. My PayPal is the same as my email address, funnyjones at gmail.com. And you can also send me articles there as well if you feel like it. Um, weirdafnews.com is the website, and from there you can click on buy a coffee or join the Patreon as well, which is supremely helpful. I'm going to post a couple of phone calls after this, and you could call the show too if you'd like. It's 646-450-2012. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Yay! Hey, Josie. It is um, me, Will. I do not have a time machine, but I am, in fact, listening to the Florida Friday episode on Wednesday. I just realized that you will not receive this message until Wednesday because the signal will not travel through time. But alas, um, I figured it was worth letting you know. So enjoy your day and, uh, oh shoot, I forgot what it is. Um, it'll come to me eventually. See you, Jensen. Yes. Okay. I just remembered. Uh, good luck with your life, man. That's, that's what I was going to say. All right. Yeah. Hey, Jones. This is Paul from Wisconsin. Listen to your podcast today. And you're talking about Axel Rose throwing the mic and hitting this person. I wasn't there, obviously, but could the person have been blind? So maybe it is a safety issue, kind of like the drones. Just a thought.